Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Market View Wrap of the Week. I'm Hong Bin Jung. And before we get started, let's first take a quick look at how markets are faring this top of the hour. It's currently around 3.10 p.m. And the STI is still in the green. It's up 0.61% at 3,174 points. Advancers are outnumbering decliners 288 to 198 after $1.17 Securities worth 743 million Singapore dollars changed hands so far. And of course, to wrap up what's been going on in markets this week, we of course have Jeff Howie, market strategist at the SGX, on the line now. Jeff, welcome. Thanks, Hongbin. Hi. Okay, so the STI, I mean, it's been a very turbulent week. The STI did open higher today. How did the STI fare this past week, especially on the back of the fall of SVB and the crisis of Credit Suisse? Yeah, like you said, turbulent week. So really it started when we were chatting last week. So we've got now five and a half sessions of this wider trading range for the STI. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really still essentially has been range-bound, though, mm-hmm. albeit choppy trading conditions between 3,200 and 3,100. Right. And we've had the... So, so, so for the five sessions, Friday through to Thursday, you, you've got the STI trading this 100-point range, institutions booking net outflows of a little over 100 million sing, mm-hmm. but the Singapore stock market booked uh, more than 330 million of net retail inflows. Okay. So those STI stocks that drew the most net retail inflow for those five sessions after the STI broke below 3,200 on the March 10th open, mm-hmm. you've got DBS, UOB, OCBC, and Yangtze Junk Shipbuilding, City Development, Keppel Corp, Venture, Jardine Cycle and Carriage, SGX and SATs. And mm-hmm. then if you look at non-STI stocks that have also booked the most net retail inflows over those five sessions of last Friday through to the yesterday close, mm-hmm. it includes um, Suntech REIT, Digital Core REIT, Keppel REIT, Geo Energy Resources, NetLink, Halcyon Agri, uh, Lendlease Commercial Trust, ESR, Logos REIT, Logos REIT NEO mm-hmm. and Riverstone. So ultimately you've got sectors that saw the most net retail inflow over these 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 turbulent sessions mm-hmm. um, with, with the banks, the industrials, the real estate sector and yeah other financial services. Okay, okay. So how did how would you say Singapore shares performed compared to the rest of the region? Like were they hit as hard or fared a little bit better? Yeah, I think well, I mean most of the region is down, but mm-hmm. um, ASEAN has been a little more defensive. Mm. Um, if you look at uh, okay, let's say let's say the past two weeks to encapsulate the whole uh, you know, recent turn markets have made. Mm-hmm. You've got the STI down around one and a half percent by comparison. Hang Seng's down five percent. FTSE Bursa Malaysia down two, Jakarta Composite down three, and FTSE China A50 down four mm. in terms of percentage uh, over those past two weeks. So, yeah, a little more defensive, um, mm. but nonetheless, investors investors are all different mm-hmm. in every part of the world, mm. and all investors have different levels of risk tolerance. So there's no one hard rule in mm-hmm. terms of the way 
uh, in retail and institution investors all trade in these circumstances. Right, right. And as you mentioned earlier, I mean, we talked about, you know, Asian stock markets as we were entering that whole SVB collapse, right? Yeah. And you mentioned, I believe, that local banks during that time um, wasn't really much affected in the beginning of that collapse. What about this week? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, but but the interesting thing is, it's not the collapse of SVP. It's not the, it's not it's not the um, it's not the global bank funding mm-hmm. conjecture. And everyone's got a comment on it, right? Mm. Um, and it's dominated the headlines. Right. It's not that which has driven the markets. It's two global central banks that have had a key role in mm-hmm. establishing this SDI trading range this week. So, mm-hmm. you know, facilitating financial stability is a key charter of central banks, just as much as management of price stability and inflation as well. So there's right. been three key announcements or developments per se this week that have really set the trading range for our uh, local market here. So the first was uh, before the Monday Asia Open. You had mm-hmm. the Fed Reserve announcing that bank term funding program, and that's to bolster basically capacity in the banking system and safeguard those Mm -hmm. deposits. And then close to 24 hours after that, the second development was the Fed, um, and this coincided with some mixed feedback by the market on this bank term funding program, Mm -hmm. the the Fed announced that its vice chair for supervision, Michael Barr, will then lead a review of the supervision and the regulation of SVP, Mm -hmm. um, considering its failure. And then, and then on the Wednesday evening, we had the Swiss National Bank and the Swiss Financial Market Supervisor Authority, got to get that right, mm. announced then that the problems of, of certain banks in the US did not pose a direct risk of contagion for the Swiss financial markets. The SNB, it affirmed strict capital liquidity requirements were applicable to, their, to the Swiss institutions, and it did note that with the SFMSA that uh, the Credit Suisse was meeting the capital and liquidity requirements that were imposed on the systemically important banks, and if right. necessary, SNB would provide Credit Suisse with liquidity. So those are the three, I guess, key developments that have really happened in the first half of the week and really set the tempo and the range for the market. Mm-mm. Okay, okay. Other than banks, though, who were the biggest movers this week? Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because as we said, uh, you had the 100 million net insta mm-hmm. outflow and retail coming in and putting in 300 million net retail inflow over the past five sessions. But since that SDI broke below 3,200, Semcorp Industries mm-hmm. um, has seen the most net institutional inflows. And it, it's, so it's booked around 40 million sing of net insta flows over the past five sessions. It also led the share buyback consideration tally mm-hmm. for all the Singapore stocks over the past five sessions. And mm. it's trading something like 25 cents higher than its last Thursday close, now at around $4.05. So this has now seen Semcorp industry take the lead mm. in the in the year-to-date uh, STI performances with a close to 20% gain. It also made a couple of announcements with its Go Net Zero right. and uh, Greenfield Renewables project in Oman mm-hmm. was announced. But uh, look, Keppel Infrastructure Trust also booked net institutional inflows, Wilmar, Semcorp Marine, Genting Singapore and OCBC saw the next highest institutional inflows um, mm. over the week after Semcorp Industries. Okay, okay. So over to now some economic data. We have those Nodex numbers out today, earlier this morning, where key exports contracted 15.6% in February. What does this tell us about Singapore's economy? It was actually 
expected the big number, mm. but what we were looking for was a little bit of a silver lining. And the silver lining was in the trade with China. And if you look back um, at the second half of last year and for the month of January, the trade to China has been contracting at an increasing rate. Mm -hmm. So that for July and August last year, the Singapore exports to China contracted by 20%. And then for the, the, the months that followed, September, October, and November, mm-hmm. I think it was down around, and December, I think, yeah, well, around then, it was, it was down 30%. And then in January, it, it, it declined even further to 40%. Mm-hmm. Now, for February, it was closer to a 10% decline. Mm-hmm. So some deceleration in those declines to China, and that's obviously pretty important for our, you know, our key traded tech stocks. That's why, vent, you know, mm-hmm. coinciding with venture, being up 1.8% at the moment today, uh, UMS is up 3.9% so far today. Mm-hmm. AEM's up 1.4%, and ISDN is up 3%. Um, so, so there you go. Um, that segment of tech stocks uh, that's obviously closely related to to global trade as well, and the outlook for China trade with Singapore is is is, is pretty important. So, okay. so that, that was lining Hongbin. Uh, okay, okay. What about in terms of, you know, Singapore, they also released its employment data earlier this week where it saw the rate of employment back to pre-COVID-19 levels. What does that signal? Yeah, I mean, see, this is the thing. Global reopenings have been such an important economic mm-hmm. driver. So, it, it, yeah, it was, it was great. It's, you know, even though we are expecting economic headwinds and slower growth mm-hmm. to weigh on the labour market this year. Hiring sentiments, you know, back in December remained pretty positive. So I think it was unprecedented that close to 230,000 jobs put on in one year. So very strong. Uh, Largely also driven by the return of foreign workers following the relaxation of border controls. And we know it. We all see it on the streets. We're busy, thriving, (laughs) back on. It's just that um, we do still obviously have to be mindful that we can't 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 stay at home anymore there's there's there's, there's a lot of global economic challenges we are very trade centered and uh, when you look at you know the big sectors that uh we need to we need to uh, fire the cylinders in it's manufacturing it's wholesale trade it's it's the financial sector and the insurance sector as well mm-hmm. as information and com- communications technologies. Right, right. And I want to move away from Singapore now. U.S. EPI inflation was out this week as well. Any surprises? I mean, th- th- it was right on expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that U.S. Uh, CPI headline, it is fast approaching this 5% handle. So, so we had 6% year-on-year gain, which is the lowest headline growth since September 2021. But the thing is, the U.S. core CPI is a little bit more stubborn. It saw marginal month-on-month acceleration. Mm-hmm. So it was up 0.5% month-on-month in Feb, and that's up from 0.4% month-on-month in January. So you have those familiar drivers of continued wage growth, food, inflation, shelter costs, services costs, all kind of still remaining at work. Um, but nonetheless, the UOB uh, looked at the result, and it still expects the U.S. headline and core CPI to average Three percent uh, this year in 2023. Yes, it's above a two percent target, but it, the bank does maintain there are risks 
to those estimates on the upside, i.e. a, a rate higher than 3% mm-hmm. at the end mm-hmm. of the year. Okay, okay. And of course, we have that uh, Fed's interest rate decision next week. So with the yeah. CPI data and, of course, what happened in the past week, what can we expect? Can we expect the current turmoil in the banking sector to play a part in the Fed's next monetary decision? Yeah, um, because financial stability, um, obviously, a really important charter, just as price stability is. So majority expectations um, have now been reduced to a 25 basis point hike expectation mm. on the on ne- ne- next next the early Thursday morning rather than yeah, as we were discussing a week ago or a little mm. over ago, we thought it would be a 50 basis point hike um, and and that was the majority of expectations prior to the focus on these mid-tier US banks so market stability though it, it will play a key role in the week ahead on mm-hmm. determining whether the Fed actually pauses not no um, not pivoting just pausing mm-hmm or whether it hikes by 25 basis points. Um, so we'll know uh, 2 a.m. Thursday morning next week. But, you know, if you, the markets have been pricing this into a, a less hawkish Fed. The mm-hmm. U.S. dollar index, it's come back to near 104 from above 105 a week ago. Mm-hmm. U.S. 10-year yields are back near 3.5%, where they were getting close to 4%, uh, you know, back back on the 9th of March. And also one indicator to watch is, of course, that S&P Bank Select Industry Index. So this is the one that uh, is the gauge of, of this sector that we're looking at in the US. Now, that's declined from around 990, a level of 990, back mm-hmm. on the um, US Open on last Thursday, uh, when the before the um, declines took a hold of the market. It got down to 780 on Wednesday night, but it's back up at 8.30 at mm. present. So it just shows you a little bit of a partial rebound, but that's that's one we'll watch as well. So the, these, the, the performance of this sector will obviously um, play a role going into the next few days. So we, so we can't make a... You know, no one can really make a clear call whether they pause or hike by 25 basis points until we see what happens in the next three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But next time you join... I mean, next week when you join us, we will yeah. be discussing that, of course. But what else should investors look out for next? Next week. Well, we got our own CPI for February coming out next week in Singapore. That's on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I think Bloomberg expectations are for it to remain pretty level at six and a half percent year on year growth. And that would be down a little bit from six point six percent in January. And then on Friday we've got industrial production and that's con- expected to continue contracting uh, after we saw close to three percent year-on-year contraction back in January. Also, a little bit more on monetary policy. Uh, You've got China's uh, March one-year and five-year loan prime rate fixings on Monday. Mm -hmm. You've got Bank of England uh, on the 23rd of March, Swiss National Bank on the 23rd of March as well. Mm -hmm. And then um, you've got Reserve Bank of Australia releasing some minutes next week as well. Oh, a lot of stuff going on once again. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for joining me today. That's a pleasure. Thanks so much, Hongbin. Thank you. We've been speaking with Jeff Howie, who's a market strategist at the SGX. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.